Hello and welcome to the Hunter's Hub. This is the video game podcast born of the Monster Hunter community. And once again, we're not going to be talking about Monster Hunter because, well, we might because it's it's up for one award this year. Uh, but we're talking about the Game Awards nominations. And um, Ace has a little surprise topic for us. So welcome, Ace. And it's more of like back a, home. I, it's more of like a micro topic, I guess. That's the term I just sure. came up with in my head like a minute ago. Um so, so do you want to start with this or do you want to do this after the the game awards thing i mean we could start with it um sure so i mean the thing that sort of kicked it off for me was i don't know if you've been on twitter recently but not a lot no i, I, I had uh, an extremely busy week <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i shared it uh there is a xbox sweepstakes for a bluey edition xbox oh, i Series did see X. this i i even talked about this with the guys that came on the bluey xbox yeah because mm-hmm. there was, was a bluey switch game that i saw yeah, it's a, sorry it's across all platforms um at least the at least all all consoles um yeah and i was like uh, uh, i mean me and alex watch it all the time Maybe he'd watch yeah. me and just play it and not realize. Um, but I think the. Let me just see if I can pull up my tweet real quick because I. I shared it on both accounts. Let's see. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. I mean, I saw it. I saw what you were talking about. That yeah. the one of the few times that I was on Twitter. So I, uh, uh, both both of them. The phrasing was essentially the level at which I want this upon inst- instantly, or the level at which I I want this instantly upon seeing it cannot be overstated. <laughs> That's funny. Um. I've only seen one clip from Bluey. And Mm. I don't know if it was because of you or just in general, but it was something about, um, something about like how parents always have things they don't like about each other, but that's okay. Like Mm -hmm. so-and-so had bad breath in the morning or, so-and-so like turns too much at night like it was a very like wholesome and real like Mm -hmm. just mommies and daddies don't like everything about each other all the time Mm -hmm. it's okay like i was like oh that's very mature for a very kids show well a post that i saw recently on facebook is one that i agree with um bluey is a parenting show that kids enjoy which I very much agree with because I would say every episode, at least, a, well, not maybe not every episode, but a majority of episodes have like lessons or ideas for parents to use Explore. to approach situations yeah. that they come across as a parent. In okay. addition to like lessons for the kids. No, sure. Yeah. No, it's also. To some degree, it's also good for kids to know things about parenting as well. I mean, mm-hmm. th- 
you know, us as parents have learned a lot from our parents, good or bad, uh, on how to do things. And still, Mm -hmm. in some cases, continue to learn from our parents on how to do things uh, or not do things. (laughs) Um, I, I always put the or not because there are entirely bad parents and there are situations where you're going to be like i am doing the complete opposite that is not going to be what i do uh or even stuff where my mom does now that i don't like with the Mm -hmm. kids um i won't get into any specifics considering today was their 40th anniversary um so i won't uh that was a fun party today a lot of driving as a result but it was fun um Uh, my friend, uh, Whitney took a picture of them when they were standing up together, getting their vows renewed and said, uh, hashtag relationship goals, you know, Mm -hmm. married for 40 years. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, of course I was nice and liked it, liked the post and everything. And she tagged me in it and everything. It was a really nice Facebook post. But like when I read it, I was like, way to rub it in. Jeez. Uh, so the funny, funny story about that is obviously I'm divorced, right? So like, I talk about this a lot, but my, uh, my friends, Brian and Whitney have been married and they got married in April, the same year that I got married. So uh-huh. like, there's a lot of similarities between our relationships as far as like at that time. Cause we got married at the same time. Like it felt like mm-hmm. they got married in, um, April. And then I turned around and we got married in, was it July? July. Yeah. Wow. Almost forgot that. Anyways. Um, so, yeah. So, like, we had, like, similar things. Obviously, my marriage didn't work out. And theirs did. And I'm, I'm happy for them. Uh, they are a wonderful couple. And they do all sorts of things that I didn't do as a couple or, you know, conversely, my ex didn't do like they get a rose every year, like this, like crystallized rose to represent every year of their marriage. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's pretty cool. They get to do so. And they have like a glass display case that has all these roses in there that for each year. And it's they're very sentimental about stuff like that. And I never had anything like that. Heck, I didn't even do the tradition of eating your wedding cake, you know, a year after. Because I mm-hmm. despised my wedding cake. It was fondant. It was gross. It was the grossest oh, thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, that being said, our... our uh, I did I did sort of also want to discuss uh, mm-hmm. uh, special edition consoles, too. Because that's sort sure. of picked off the idea in my head. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. um, obviously it was a bluey special edition Xbox, so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I think one benefit that I can talk about with PlayStation is how they did with the PS5 with the uh, removable detachable. Shelves. Yes, yes, and it makes it easier to clean too. I've seen that from, mm-hmm. from Jared. Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, I'll have to see if I can track down a, because I do still want the purple one, but mm-hmm. the Spider-Man 2 ones look really nice. It does, yeah. 
And I that. don't like red, but it looks nice. Mm-hmm. That kind of re-sparked the desire meter because uh, back when it came out for the PS4 Pro, I really liked the the Spider-Man one that they had for that. Didn't mm-hmm. so much like the Monster Hunter one. Uh, just it, it, was it was very minimal of, in design. Yeah, it was kind yeah. of boring. <laughs> it was a Rathalos. I would have 100% got it if it wasn't so uh, hard to get at the time. I probably would have got it if the uh, good local used video game store uh, didn't sell it for $800. Wow. No thanks. No. <laughs> like, I get that it was the Japanese version, but like, that's a bit excessive, in my opinion. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, what it's that those went for like four fifty at the time. I can maybe understand mm-hmm. like five fifty or like six hundred, but like eight hundred is a little too nope. much. Yeah, no thank you. No thank you on that. Um, wow. Um, I don't know. I, I think I've always enjoyed special edition consoles. My problem is I already have the console, and I don't mm-hmm. want to get it again. Like, I, I have before, but the reason why I upgraded from my Monster Hunter Switch... So, like, I had original Switch... But it was an original model, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. the newer models. So when I got the Monster Hunter one, it was the later models that worked a little better for Switch. And then when I got my Zelda uh, OLED, because it's an OLED, the OLEDs work better than, even better than the other Switches. Mm-hmm. So I was essentially minimally upgrading my Switch. But there was a fringe benefit of also getting the kids to have non-switch lights as that yeah. went on. Because they, especially Cece, wanted to play um, the sports game, which requires you to have Joy-Cons. And those switch lights can't do it. Yeah. Um, so there was a fringe benefit and an active one that I was pursuing as I got these other consoles that I was sort of handing down the old one to my kids as time went on. Blanky. Uh-oh. Get down more, here. More dog cat fight? <laughs> yeah. You stay away from them. I don't know what that your makes... deal is today, but you stay away from them. They're going crazy because I was gone all day. All right. So, um, but yeah, I... I I think they're okay. I think it just the problem. The problem I have is they always come out too late, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's cool if you don't have like if you were waiting for, you know, a PS5 for Spider-Man Two for some reason, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, okay, Spider-Man Two is the straw that breaks the camel's back. I'm gonna get you know, I'm gonna get Spider-Man yeah, Two and a PS5. That that which... works for you for that kind of consumer, but I already. I normally buy one close to launch. Not yeah, which now that PS5 they're doing anymore. the uh, slim revisions to the console with the those sort of tapered designs, I wonder how mm-hmm. they're going to be doing that, if it's still going to be removable, if, or if those are just doing away with the plates. Because I wonder if the uh, 
different colors for the plates didn't sell well, so now they're scrapping that design. Yeah, you don't see a lot of them. But then again, and they haven't been selling a lot of them, too. It's not like there's a bunch of choices out there for us to go buy, and we're not buying them. I just don't think that there's a lot available, period. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean, especially with the uh, collector side of me, I uh, still want mm-hmm. a lot of the uh, Monster Hunter consoles that are out there. Oh, same here. There's, uh, I have one of the 3DSs, but that's because it was an it was upgrading me to a new 3DS at the time too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's uh, the uh, red and blue generations ones that are out there that have the the uh, four across the design. Yeah, wow. that's the one I have. It's it's actually blue and black. It's not red, but yeah. Oh, there's a red version. No, I didn't know then. Mm-hmm. I had the blue. And then one. there's, and then there's like a black and gold PSP that has like the Zenoger prints on it. Plus, there's like, oh, okay, um, several other like Monster Hunter themed PSPs. But yeah, there, there is a another N3DS. It was actually the very first special edition one that launched alongside a Zelda one. Uh, that was Kushala. For mm-hmm. for ultimate, um, which interesting choice for four ultimate making a Kashala, but it's there. I mean, um, definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, it looks cool. the The system looks really good. Uh, I just no, I didn't get it. Um, I was that was at a time uh, I could have got it, um, but. My uh, budget was very limited at that time, despite making quite enough money. Uh, but that was because of uh, various marital things. So, <laughs> that'll happen. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. So, so our our bigger topic tonight is basically going to be going through the Game Awards nominations. I will be watching this live. Uh, we no- normally do like to do a Game Awards recap episode. But I will stress to the listeners here, we are always going to do our own Game of the Year uh, episode, uh, which last time we did in two parts because I had so many that I wanted to talk about. Uh, spoilers, the same thing this year. It's I've knocked so many things off the list that I want to talk about, but I'm like, I'm not making it 15. We're doing 10, like, <laughs> at most. Um, which I don't know if you and Sasha have hit you know, like 10 games that you want to talk about in the year or not. I know that's been a struggle for a lot of people just because of time, not because of uh, choice, but... Well, probably also times as well. Because, I mean, friggin' prices on everything, especially rent, have been exorbitantly increasing. So it's completely understandable that people just... don't have kids would still have reasons enough not to get games and play a lot of the major games that they want to for sure yeah i'm just saying like it sounds like you guys didn't get to play as much as a variety this Mm. year for other external factors as well um a little more selective with my choices right 
Um, so, uh, but without further ado, we're going to be looking at some individual categories. We're not going to look at all the categories because I am sure that we don't give a shit about these first six. Uh, best esports event? You care? I mean, I was, I just had the site pulled up and it automatically was at, uh, game of the year, but let me go to view all. I'm going, was that at the yeah, I'm going to view all categories and i'm oh, going at, backwards backwards yeah, at up. the bottom of the list yeah but uh, i think the first thing that we could possibly content creator of the year i don't i don't care i don't know any of them do you care let me chat Iron Mouse, people make games quackies green and cipher cipher yeah i don't know cipher. i don't know any of those people none of them that's weird yeah. Usually I know at least uh, one person, but right. Um, so I think we're going to skip to the first one is most anticipated that we're going to talk about. I, I just like to go backwards through the list. Cause I don't want to lead off with game of the year talking about tonight. Like I, I'd rather end on that. Um, I think out of the five, Hades, is, Hades two is going to be my number one. And then star Wars outlaws would be my, my number two. So we have uh, just to list them all. We have Tekken Eight, Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth, Hades Two, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, uh, and Star Wars Outlaws. I actually remember seeing Star Wars Outlaws and was very intrigued by it. Um, but I would say I agree with you on Hades Two than Star Wars Outlaws. Um, I don't care about Like a Dragon. I haven't played the series. Um, I don't really have a lot of context. I have heard this is going to be insanely long in comparison to other like a dragon games or Yakuza as the series is also known. Um, it's supposed to be a 50 hour long game instead of like a 10 to 12 hour game. Uh, so that sounds cool. Uh, Final Fantasy Rebirth. Uh, it fixes one of my biggest issues with the first Final Fantasy seven remake, which is being able to play Nanaki also known as red 13. Um, I don't think I'm going to be playing this because I don't have a PlayStation anymore and I don't care. So, and Tekken 8, I don't care. I'm not a Tekken fan. I liked some Tekken stuff really far back in the day, but uh -huh. I'm not a huge fighting game person. I don't have anything to actually add to this list aside from something that's coming out not even within next year's award season um, because it would be late December, I would almost. So they're saying holiday, which is the expansion to Diablo Four, which is uh, mm -hmm. Vessel of Hatred. Uh, yeah. Um. That's the only other thing that I can think of that's coming out that I would even think about talking about. Well, similar to our topic uh, that we covered last week, I think it was uh, there was an announcement to the announcement uh, for oh, God. Grand, Grand Theft Auto Six, I believe. Okay. Because they had an announcement announced, I think, of the announcement in, in 2024 early or maybe it's That was two, that was two episodes ago that, that we talked about the announcements to announce but it's yeah. yes. Yeah. I think either December or early this coming year they're going to be having a trailer or something like that or maybe it's sooner than that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, our our, con our conventions was, talk because BlizzCon had just happened. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. they had a announcement for the announcement. But 
the next category I'm excited about. Best Adaptation with uh, Castlevania Nocturne, Gran Turismo, Last of Us, Super Mario Bros. Movie, and Twisted Metal. Uh, I mean, you, you know me. That there's only one that's going to be selected out of that. It's going to be The Last of Us. Well, I, I see your opinion, and I respect it. It's 1,000% the Mario movie for me. Like, that movie is incredible. And mm-hmm. Peach's and then... hit charts. That goofy song freaking hit the charts. Like, yeah, No, I what? think uh, it'll... I think Super Mario Movie will definitely win because of just name and popularity and that kind of thing. But sure, for me, yeah. it's Last of Us. Oh, and that's fair, right? Like that's that's totally fair to have that opinion. You are very encroached in that in that series. Um, Super Mario Bros. Movie to me is like one of the best video game ad- adaptations in a movie we've seen. Period. Like this thing is legitimately good. You know, people were so concerned about, you know, video game movies and like there I like a lot of other ones, but I definitely see their flaws. I have many flaws with the Doom movie, even though I like it. Um, This Super Mario Bros. movie, I have seen it four or five times now. Um, I saw it twice in theaters, I think. Um, But I own it at home and I've seen it with the girls a few times and it holds up every time like it is not boring to watch every time i watch it and there's new things to see like any of those high reference movies where they have a lot of different things it's legitimately funny um it is not uh not like the voice acting in it is very good i think the only person that really didn't do a lot of funny campaign stuff along with it was the woman who plays Peach, which I don't remember the actress's name right now. Anya Taylor-Joy? Um, yes. Yeah, Onion, I knew it was... Onion Taylor-Joy? Yeah, Anya Taylor-Joy. Um, she was like the only... That, but that's why I don't know her, because she wasn't in all of the stuff. I mean, I didn't know. I don't know her from a lot of other things, too. I know she's been in other things I've seen. I just don't remember. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's hard to go wrong with Charlie Day, Chris Pratt... You know, like Seth yeah. Rogen and of course Jack Black. Like it's hard to go wrong with like that cast. Uh, and then also, you know, it, people were lamenting Charles Martinet not really having a presence in the movie to begin with, and he has two characters uh, in that movie. That granted, they don't have a ton of speaking lines, but I don't think they disrespected him. I just think they wanted star power behind Mario. Um, yeah. And while as much as that can be argued for or and against the movie. Um, I think Chris Pratt did a pretty decent job. And it's also unfortunate that Charles Martinet is also no longer the voice of Mario. Um, There's a new guy. I don't remember his name, um, but there's a new guy and he started in Mario wonder. Um, Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I, I wish all the best with Charles Martinet. He did an amazing job. And I think the, the Mario 64 stuff is going to be some of the most iconic Mario sounds forever, thanks to him. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, Chris Pratt is also now apparently Garfield. 
Is he? Oh did you no. Not see that I didn't. There's, no, I did there's not. There's like a teaser or a new trailer that was out and he's uh Garfield in the movie that's coming out soon. <laughs> wow. Um I will say I did see a movie this week that I didn't really get to uh I didn't, I didn't talk about this, but uh, Taika Watiti, you know, Sasha really mm-hmm. likes him. Uh, he did Next Goal Wins. You should see this movie. It's both mm-hmm. funny and very heartfelt. And I will say, me, I'm not very informed and very involved in the LGBTQ community, but there is a very wonderful uh, story. It's not the main story. It's a side story, but about a trans character. Uh, who is a very prominent role in the movie. Um, and the the movie does a very good job of highlighting some issues that that person is dealing with, specifically with being trans and how the community sees them, um, and about all that kind of process and stuff. Even though that is nowhere near the the, the focus or the goal of the movie, they do take a lot of time to address it. And I think the, the movie should be, uh, seen for that as well. I'll, I'll, it's, it's, it's a comedy. It's Taika Waititi. I mean, <laughs> he's a funny guy. Um, and it's based on a true story and this trans character is part of that true story. Uh, and it's very, it's a very interesting thing. Um, that being said, I don't have anything to, to add to the category. So, Moving on, do you, do you have anything to add to that category? I don't know of any other adaptations I care about. Not really, I don't think. Uh, I mean, I will again recommend that you watch the uh, Fall of the House of Usher on Netflix. Edgar Allan Poe adaptation incorporates like mm-hmm. a large portion of his works. I will get to it eventually. Um, don't know when, but yeah. I will. Um, So the next category is best multiplayer. Um, If you'll notice here, uh, a normal one on this list would be Call of Duty. Uh, Call of Duty is not on this list. Mm -hmm. Um, So part of probably because it's getting a lot of backlash, like a lot, (laughs) a lot, a lot. Um, yeah, that being said, closely on that. I yeah. wasn't until after I bought it, and then I understood why. And we'll get into that maybe another episode, because yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not what I expected. It's I legit regret getting the game. I have barely played it. Um, <laughs> that being said, uh, the actual nominees are Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Street Fighter VI, Party Animals, Diablo IV, and Baldur's Gate Three. Um. Personally, I don't really have anything to add to this. Um, I haven't played Party Animals or Street Fighter Six, but I have played the other three. Um, as far as multiplayer content goes, like as for a multiplayer game, I think it's amazing what Baldur's Gate 3 does, that you can play cooperatively and have your own story in Baldur's Gate. However, to me, that's not as the focus as Diablo four was a focused to be multiplayer game. Um, mm. and a lot of aspects 
And between the two, I've had more fun with Diablo 4 multiplayer. I've had no fun with Baldur's Gate 3 multiplayer because I played it by myself, even though I had several people who wanted to play Baldur's Gate 3 with me. It's just a large investment, time-wise. So it never happened because, you know, plans fall apart playing with people. Supposedly, Chauncey and I are going to play Baldur's Gate 3 together and do a playthrough together. But that hasn't happened yet either, so... <laughs> oh, um, I don't know if you've seen the footage that's been going around. Uh, Lethal Company, I think it's what's co- what it's called. It looks to be mm-hmm. like a multiplayer horror game where you're like, your characters are in these like biohazard-looking suits and then there's like all these crazy creatures demons and worms and stuff there's like a i haven't seen what the full monster is but there's one that's like a jack-in-the-box with legs and arms Hmm. and it winds itself out to pop out the monster that's inside uh that's funny a lot of a lot of people have been uh posting clips because the game also utilizes proximity chat so like you'll hear hear people reacting to things and then uh their voices will just go away when they die (laughs) or like it'll like come in and come out as they run away and stuff so that one looks to be a fun multiplayer game so maybe next year's game awards we'll see yeah um so what's your take on Um, what's your take on the multiplayer i mean i haven't played any of them and i haven't really seen them mm-hmm. but i mean you could make a guess then i mean party animals and probably diablo 4 would be the likely ones in my mind to take it as much as i don't want to it to i don't i think Baldur's gate is just because oh. it's, it's i feel like it's gonna be one of those years where one or two games sweeps most of the awards like last year. Um, yeah, I don't we'll see the multiplayer in Baldur's Gate three. Don't get me wrong. It's strong, um, but I don't I don't have a lot of personal experience with it. Yeah. Um, so best sports racing. Uh, I have played none of these. <laughs> um so EA uh, Sports FC so uh, FC is the soccer game 24 yeah F1 23 Forza Motorsport Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 Turbocharged and the Crew Motorfest I'm going for Hot Wheels it's the interesting one to me on that list I would say same I think it would probably be Forza Motorsport that'd be my guess as to what's going to win I mean I think last year it either took the award for that or it uh it was up for a nomination for uh accessibility because of uh the features it had in it now i remember right right best sim strategy yeah so best sim strategy advanced wars one and two reboot camp that was a very highly anticipated game i didn't play it i have no context City Skylines 2, I want to play this. I haven't got to. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I just haven't, 
I've had so many other games to play. It's just not on the radar yet, but I want to. Company yeah. of Heroes 3, uh, don't know. Fire Emblem Engage, didn't play it. Uh, a lot of people seem to not really like it for Fire Emblem uh, mm-hmm. in general. It, it seems like a weaker entry in the Fire Emblem series, so I didn't pick it up. Mm. And then uh, Pikmin 4. I'm not going to lie. I expected a lot of things out of Pikmin 4 that I didn't get, and I did not like Pikmin 4, and it, I no longer own it. Um, so for me, uh, even though I didn't play it, I really enjoy City Skyline, so that's my vote. Yeah, I think I will uh, defer to that decision then, because I don't know enough about these games, I would say, I, to be able to... I do. I do play stuff in this genre. I have played Fire Emblem before, but I just didn't play a lot of these this year because there were so many other things to play. Um, I did play Pikmin 4. I actually just didn't like it. So I'm going to go with Cities. <laughs> Best. Um, because it's basically the same game. It's just yeah better. It has more features. So mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm going to like it because I like the first one. So yeah best family with uh disney illusion island party animals yes. pikmin 4 sonic superstars and super mario bros wonder uh yeah i think super mario bros wonder probably would uh, that would be my vote as well i have 100 percent that game as of this moment okay. um that game is very fun that game is extremely creative and i love it um, I didn't play Sonic. I don't like Sonic. I don't know why I would pick up Sonic Superstars. Didn't like Pikmin 4. Party Animal's not really my thing. Um, and then I've heard good things about Disney Illusion Island. It re- it reminds me a lot of the Rayman stuff that came out, like Rayman Legends. The uh-huh. kind of platformer 2D Rayman that we had for a while. Um, I've heard that it's very good. Uh, I know that Mossy on our Discord really enjoyed it and played it a lot. Uh, he, he spoke very highly of Illusion Island, but I think Mario is an extremely and well-done creative game. It's also worth noting that I know Mario wanders up for Game of the Year on the list, whereas the other ones are not. <laughs> so Yeah, I mean, I think Wonder is definitely the probably more obvious choice but i think it's the one that makes sense with nintendo being the family gaming company and then mario being pretty much their main mascot oh yeah 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 they're you're up in the big leagues when you're talking uh mario in a nintendo game Mm um next is uh best fighting game um god of rock Mortal Kombat 1, Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl 2, Pocket Bravery, and Street Fighter 6. I am biased. I understand this bias, and I will say this all the time. Mortal Kombat 1. I played it. I really liked it. I even played some extra modes after I beat the campaign that I didn't think I was going to be playing. Uh, Mm -hmm. I didn't finish all of everyone's stories before I got rid of my PS5. But... Really solid game. Really solid yeah. story. I know I a mean, lot of people are con- confused and hate the Mortal Kombat 1 name, but it makes sense to me because they rebooted the world. And there's been... 
It's specifically called Mortal Kombat 1, whereas all the other ones have been called Mortal Kombat. Because this is the third, second reboot. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. I mean, just in memory of my childhood, I would normally say that Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2 would be uh, the choice to go with. But uh, Speaking of uh, Mortal Garfield, Com- he's on there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I've been seeing all the stuff with uh, Mortal Kombat 1 having... Uh, Homelander and Omni-Man in it and uh, mm-hmm. that's kinda kinda making me want to get the game just because I enjoy both the boys and uh, Invincible and I mean yeah, uh, J.K. Simmons I've is heard... always great and he chews through that role I would say yeah having watched Invincible now that is an amazing show however I have heard a lot of great things about Omni-Man in the game. Like, he's very strong and a very mm-hmm. fun character to play. Uh, he doesn't seem to be broken. I don't see a lot of people complaining about that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it feels like people can do some very powerful things with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen that they have a lot of fal- fatalities that are inspired by moments from the game. Uh, for example, yes. there's the uh, subway Train. fatality. Yeah. Yes. The, the subway train. I saw that fatality before I saw the show. And mm-hmm. then I saw the show. And uh, so I don't want to go back into it. But my friends are big superhero fans. My uh, Brian that I talked about earlier and, and Jacob, mm-hmm. the Bickering Bucks guys. Um, both of them, huge superhero fans. I'm not a superhero fan in general. So I didn't watch Invincible to begin with. I watched that scene... Literally, all caps in our, our other our friend Discord. Holy fucking shit, I finally understand the Omni-Man fatality. Like, yeah. oh my And then they also gosh. do is the uh, Nightman or whatever his uh, name is, the yes. Batman equivalent, where he uh, sort of hulks him, and then on the second swing, his head just explodes. Um, yep. They also have one, I think it's from the scene where... Uh, the cloaked soldiers are in the house and he just flies into one of them and that just disintegrates the person. Uh, yeah. yeah. Really cool to see those see those incorporated. I haven't seen much Homelander, but I mean, of the two, I think Omni-Man wins that battle all day, every day. Homelander yeah. is kind of, kind of a little baby bitch boy, unfortunately, comparatively. Yeah, I mean, the guest characters in Mortal Kombat are always something to be reckoned with. Like, yeah. for a long time, it was horror movie tropes. You, so you had Alien, you had Freddy, you had Jason, you had... Like, in Mortal Kombat X, Jason was one of my mains. Like, Jason was fun. Um, uh, you've had Predator. You've had... Like, it's all sorts of horror... Leatherface... Um, all sorts of like really big horror movie stuff. And this is the first one that has deviated away from horror and they just went with superheroes for some reason on this one. Uh, and it was, it's interesting. Um, there's two returning characters. I think, um, I don't remember what they are. I don't, I don't remember what combat pack one is all is. I know tremor is one of the cameos they showed. Tremor is a returning character from uh, Mortal Kombat 
11, I think. Maybe also 10. Maybe 10. Yeah. I, I'm Tremors the Earth Ninja, which was a new thing at the time. He's not... You got all these ninjas that do different powers, and he was like... Tremors like an earthquake rock ninja, mm-hmm. uh, which was entirely well, new. I mean, that sort of tracks, and I mean... That also aligns with where my brain autopiloted to, of like, there should be a Tremors video game. Why hasn't there been a Tremors video game? I'd like to fight some Graboids. Yeah, maybe. Um, well, I mean, Anyways. if you play Breath of the Wild and or Tears of the Kingdom, Maldugas, like, yeah, not quite Maldugas the same, but the, the same uh, concepts. And then the uh, weird wall ones in Tears of the Kingdom. Mm. Those are sort of reminiscent. But moving on next to uh, Best RPG with Baldur's mm-hmm. Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, I believe, Lies yes, of yeah. E, Sea of Stars, and Starfield. I think out of all of those, probably Baldur's Gate 3 would be the safe bet I have to go played... with. I have played all of these at this point, aside from Lies of P. I'm not very far into Starfield, but I have started it. Um, also have started Sea of Stars, haven't finished it. Um, from what I understand, Sea of Stars is an amazing game. However, it didn't grab me enough for me to actually want to finish it, uh, even oh. though I played it. Um, I've played and finished Final Fantasy 16, and I have played and finished Baldur's Gate 3. Between all of those, I think Baldur's Gate 3 is the winner. This is the first category, however, I will say someone got snubbed, and that's Diablo 4. Diablo 4 should 100% be in this category. I don't care who they kick out for this, if they have to kick out another game. I don't care. It does, it's not saying it has to win. Right, I'm just saying because we're talking about nominations at this point. Right, we're not talking about who should be winning, who should be winning, and who did and who did win, and all that stuff comes on our post, you know, our post game awards episode, um, which is happens December seventh, which is a Thursday, so it'll be December 9th Is that episode recording? Um, uh, Diablo 4 totally deserves a spot on this list. Uh, it's a wonderful RPG. Yes, I know. People are going to be like, but, but for fun, but, 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 but maybe when hates Blizzard and whatever. Fuck off. It's a good game. Fuck you and you're meddling in a game and telling the developers how to do their shit. Oh, I'm going to have a rant. Don't, don't you worry. I'm going to have a rant for uh, another category concerning okay. Diablo 4. Uh, that being said... Uh, Baldur's Gate 3, I think it's the winner here. Uh, even if Diablo 4 was on this list. Uh, not my choice. However, I think that's going to be the consensus. Like, Baldur's Gate 3 is beloved. Uh, well more than probably any of these. Yeah. So. All right. Best action adventure. Uh, we have Alan Wake 2. Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom, 100%. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom with Jedi 
Survivor as a close second. I have played three out of five of these. Um, Mm -hmm. I did not play Spider-Man. I did not play Alan Wake. Um, I think Resident Evil is a strong entry in this. Um, It is a very good remake. I very much enjoyed the game. Uh, But if you notice, I haven't talked about it a lot, even though I actually finished it. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just more Resident Evil. I I did talk about it, but I, I didn't finish Survivor. I didn't really have a big desire to finish Survivor. I could. I'd have to start over, but I could because it's on Game Pass. Um, But Tears of the Kingdom I did finish and quite enjoyed. Um, I have my gripes with Tears of the Kingdom, to be fair, but um, they are minuscule gripes, Mm -hmm. to be fair, as well. Like, (laughs) this game's pretty, really really good, guys. Uh, So... And you notice, I think actually there's two games in here up for Game of the Year. So this is a this is a competitive category this year. Yeah. Then uh, uh, next you... up. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, that that you got it. That's what I was doing. Right. And then uh, best best action game with Armored Core Six, Fires of Rubicon, Dead Island Two, Ghost Runner Two. Hi-Fi Rush, and then Remnant 2. A lot of twos in this category. Yes, and a six. <laughs> and yeah. a new indie game from a new studio. Yeah, I I can't really say that I have stakes in this. In any of them? Yeah. yeah. Maybe leaning towards Dead Island 2, just because Andrea and Jack like Dead Island. Um, sure. But... I don't really have any experience with that game either, so I think I would uh, have to defer my decision. Uh, I played Armor Core 6. Um, If you remember when we talked about it, I hated it so much. It was my first traded-in game uh, in a long time. Well, there you go. Um, So it's not Armor Core 6 in my book. Um, It's okay that it got a nomination. I, I know people like it. That's a me thing that doesn't like that game. I will admit that. Didn't play Dead Island. I hear a lot of great things about Remnant 2. I have played some of Remnant 1 uh, with a work friend of mine. Um, Like, literally, just I know this guy at one of our clients. Uh, He's one of the maintenance guys, and we talk games sometimes when we're on the job site and should be talking about job stuff, but we talk video games instead. And we played Remnant together a little bit, and Remnant 2 looks really cool, and I do want to get into it eventually. Um... I'm putting my my uh, my stock in Ghost Runner too. I don't. I haven't played it yet, but my goodness, I love Ghost Runner one, and I don't. I you know, I haven't played any of these other than one of them that I hate. So if I have to pick one, it's Ghost Runner two. Like Ghost Runner one is a fucking amazing game. If you get a chance and you're okay, okay. with first person games it's not a first person shooter because you can't shoot you have a sword um but if you get a chance like it comes on game pass or something one time you gotta play it it's it's very fun it's very much like a oh i died reset oh i died reset like it's a lot of very quick action um which i don't know if you've played a lot of that um it's like mirror's edge if you've ever played that uh i have 
but there's a lot of parkour. There's a lot of like, do it again, do it again, do it again. But that makes it fun. The music is absolutely amazing. For like a whole year and a half, my ringtone was one of the songs from Ghost Runner. And Ghost Runner 2 has the same composer, Daniel Deluxe, the guy I freaking love. Um, so like, I haven't got into this yet, but my excitement to get into this is only tempered by the fact that I haven't finished Bolt Gun. And Bolt Gun is a very long game that I have been playing <laughs> since I finished Ion Fury. So, um, super excited. You're probably going to hear about Ghost Runner 2 sometime soon. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was best action game. VRAR, I don't have a stock in this. How do you feel about that? Like, I don't, I don't even want to look at the category. I don't care. Um, I mean... Horizon Call of the Mountain would be my pick just because I love Horizon. You are a Horizon Zero fan, Dawn. yeah. It's a it's a really fun and really cool like universe that they developed and expanded so, with that game. And I'm Yeah, I won't really, argue with that. Everything you've told me about it does seem interesting. I'm just not on the PlayStation platform anymore before I got rid yeah. of you know, I had those, but I never got to them. Yeah. I mean Similar to Monster Hunter and a lot of games and like movies and stuff, I'm always like invested in the lore and the story and whatnot. So sure that it absolutely scratches that itch for me. So I think I that's gonna have to be my choice out of uh, Grand Turismo Seven. That one, uh, Humanity, Resident Evil Village VR mode, and Synapse. Uh, yeah, I should I've send no you clue. the uh, lore videos for Horizon Zero Dawn. So you can watch them and get the whole history because it's, it's bonkers. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. You, I remember you talking about some of it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 20, like essentially 2064 robot plague humanity dead thousand years mm -hmm. humanity reborn. So AI, all the stuff. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so the next category is best mobile game. Um, oh, fuck. <laughs> so we have Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, Hello Kitty Island Adventure, uh, Honkai Star Rail, Monster Hunter Now, and Terra Nil. It's not Monster Hunter Now, folks. I, I cannot nope. abide by that just because of how the game is set up. Uh, I will admit that I have like paid for like passes like i think two of them just because i was I, like meh why not i but spent like, five bucks on potions that was it uh -huh. that's that's all i've done in that game to, as yeah. far as like purchases um i cannot abide by it winning if it does i would be very upset because the the level at which that it is clearly pay to win and how it shoehorns you into getting those microtransactions to be able to progress or you know benefit mm -hmm. in the game is insane i mean you go to the the subreddit for the game and people are just posting their ridiculous drops because uh and I am 
a victim of it as well because I recently got the Diablos coil, the waste piece that has the first level of part breaker, and mm-hmm. I am maining the uh, light bow gun, and I specifically target monster parts with the element that they're weak to, and mm-hmm. I will break and cut off tails, and uh, it doesn't matter. Like, yep. There was recently like a four or a five star monster that I killed and I broke like two or three parts on it and I got only scales. Mm-mm. And it's like that for That's... a lot of people. That sucks. Uh, I will say there is an answer for this category though. It's Terranel. That, that is for me. It is Terranel. I didn't play Terranel on phone. I didn't even know it was available on phone. I played it on good old games uh, on PC that game is amazing. Um, so for I me, will, uh, it's Terra now. I will defer to you because I, I only have Monster Hunter now to reference, and I cannot abide by that winning. Uh, I will continue to play it because it keeps me somewhat active. Yeah, but I cannot abide by it because of how severe the pay to win microtransactions are clearly built around the game. Yeah. It's true. Um, we have the best debut indie game, um, which is, you know, new game by a new studio. Yep. Uh, Cocoon, Dredge, Pizza Tower, Venba, and Viewfinder. I have played none of these. I only knew about Dredge. Uh, the one that interests me the most after looking into them a little bit, though, is Pizza Tower. I really like that artwork. It is so yeah. insane looking. Um, I mean, it looks like a Saturday or like a news cart or a news con- or a newspaper comic book section type animation. Yes, drawing style. Uh, I would say between that and Venba, Venba looks really fun to me. Venba looks very cute. I will say, uh, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, I would be cool. I would like to try out these games at some point. I just haven't got around to it. I again, this game, this year has been insane. I mean, this came out and I haven't even touched it hardly at all yet. I don't know if you can see Ace, but I didn't like, even know that I, was out yet. But Oof. yeah, it just came out this week. Uh, for for reference uh, to the audience, Super Mario RPG remake. Like I was so excited about this game. I haven't touched it a lot yet, but I haven't even got through the, the tutorial stuff. (laughs) Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so that's best debut indie game. Uh, I don't have a lot to say. I didn't play any of them. Um, but best independent game. I have played some of these. Uh, the diver, red sea of stars and viewfinder. I have I think not played any of them, unfortunately. So I have played Sea of Stars, and I have seen a lot about Sea of Stars, and I am actually very interested. I specifically played a game this year that hit my Game of the Year list that is from that studio because of Sea of Stars. That being said, I didn't really attach to the game a lot, like I said earlier. However, I think Sea of Stars is... Notable for A, how long it is, how well done it is, 
and some of the other stuff. I've seen some reviews of stuff like Dave the Diver uh, and Dredge. And I've looked into Cocoon and Viewfinder. And to be honest, I think Sea of Stars is the winner of this one for me, just because okay. of the execution of that game. Um, Dredge seems really cool, too. I was considering getting Dredge, but I think even though I didn't really attach to Sea of Stars personally, because it's, 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 it's nostalgia that it's trying to hit as a game genre I didn't play. Yeah. And that's just, that's just the way it is. Like, I mean, I played it, but my the one I played in that genre was Super Mario RPG, and look, that's, that's what I got right here. So, like, Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, best indie, uh, independent game. Uh, best community support. Buckle up. This is the one I'm the most upset about. Um, now let me, let me preface this. Everyone on this list, 1000% deserves to be there. Let me say this. I understand why they're here. I understand because we've seen a lot of stuff about this, them in news, all sorts of cool updates for all of these games. So without further ado, best community support. This is like devs talking to the community and supporting the community and whatnot. Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, uh, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, and No Man's Sky. Diablo 4, 1000% deserves to be on this list. Uh And and a lot of people were like, oh, Blizzard created those problems. The fuck they did. Like, I will give you a very good example as to how well Blizzard and the Diablo team specifically has been listening to fans. Um, They had a whole section in the um, Diablo 4 sort of like chat at BlizzCon about the multiple. And we're we're not saying like one or two. We're talking like upwards of six features that were added into Diablo four in this year that it released, which was not early in the year. It was June. So we're almost halfway through the year. And then three or four months later, they have implemented six plus things into the game based entirely and directly on community feedback through Twitter, through Reddit, through questionnaires, through all the things, right? Listening to content creators on YouTube's YouTube channels. Uh, I just sounded like an old man. The YouTube's. Um, uh, They have had three or four developer like video updates to the audience um, with every single one of those having Q and A's that don't avoid tough questions. Um, Now, they may avoid t- they may not avoid tough questions, but they do have some PC answers at times. But they have always shown that they do want to talk about that stuff. Right. Um, I again, I don't want to detract from what's here on this list. Everyone deserves to be here. However, Diablo Four deserves just as much to be on this list, and in my opinion, is the clear winner of this list. Now, however, that being said, it's probably going to Baldur's Gate 3. 
That's literally just because of how well the game was received and how responsive devs were with the first initial bugs. Uh, yeah. Which, to be fair, I think was only two really big updates they did. But it's going to be seen as far more favorable because the game was seen as far more favorable. So. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Uh, I would say a close second to for me would be probably Cyberpunk. I mean, Cyberpunk has they, had a turnaround this year for sure. They have done a lot to fix the mistakes that, at least in my opinion, uh, were caused likely because of higher ups pushing to just get the game released instead of having it released correctly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, I would say, have been very transparent about all the fixes and patches that they've made, having the giant lists of patch, patch notes that they've put out, so. Yeah. There. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's... Yeah, like I said, it everyone deserves to be there, and Cyberpunk, not an exception. Uh, that being said, uh, another category that Cyberpunk is uh, nominated in is best ongoing game. Uh, Apex Legends, Cyberpunk twenty seven seven, Final Fantasy fourteen, Fortnite, and uh, Genshin Impact. I the only one I played of this list is Fortnite. Uh, Fortnite think, did some cool things this year. Um, I think they'll just take it because, I mean, they're Fortnite. They're pretty much a staple in the gaming community. So We'll see. Because the, the industry and the fans have very different opinions on what's the best. And most of the industry is voting on this, not the fans. The fans have a say, but it's like 20% of a say versus the industry voters. So... Mm -hmm. We'll see. Um, I don't know which one's going to win. I have no clue. Uh, yeah. The only one I can speak to is Fortnite. Uh, yeah. And I actually enjoyed playing it this year with my friends. But that's mm. what that game's for, is to play with your friends. Not. Okay. I enjoyed next it. Up, <clears throat> next up is uh, Games for Impact with A Space for the Unbound, Chance of Sinair, Goodbye Volcano High, Pichia, Terra Nil, and Venba. Yeah, I only have context for Terra Nil on this one. Yeah, um, uh, to, to explain, do you remember me talking about Terra Nil? I do not. I mean, that might have been one of the episodes that you were gone and it was just Sasha and I. and I Because I played in 100% it like in a week. Um, okay. it's on my list of game of the year. One of it's one of them. Uh, it is a very interesting game that is there is a decimated wasteland. Mm -hmm. You have to establish a new ecosystem through putting in all these like scientific things, like cedars and planters, and uh, it's like a puzzle game. It's like a child puzzle game that you create an environment for animals to come back. And then you have to undo your buildings. Like you have to all reverse engineer yourself out of the environment after you set everything up. Uh, so like 
unurbanize a place essentially. So sort of like uh, life, yeah. af- life after humans. That uh, kind of think that was a History Channel show back in the day. Right, like you do all these things where you put in humidifiers, terraformers, all these like machines to really get the environment back to a solid state. It's really a lot. the The, the message here is environmentalism, right? And our impact on on uh, on the world and uh, animal life. And it's an interesting game to go to talk to that message. Uh, and then they give you like. You do the whole campaign, which isn't very long, and then it says, hey, for every campaign level, here's a harder version that you can do. And then I did all those harder versions. And then, ta-da. Nice. Yeah, I I haven't played any of them. Uh, I mean, Renba looks very cool, but just based off of that, I think, yeah, Terranil would be a good choice to go with. Yeah, I, I, I... I think I would go with with Terranil. I have no clue as to what the community would go with uh, overall. Um, I've not heard anything about any of these games in the larger gaming community. That being said, I haven't really been on Twitter or general gaming stuff a lot lately, so I just could be ignorant of the category. So that is games of impact. Innovation and accessibility. I can speak to a couple of these games. Um, so we got Diablo 4, Forza Motorsport, Hi-Fi Rush, Mortal Kombat 1, Marvel Spider-Man 2, and Street Fighter 6. Um, I will say Mortal Kombat 1 has some interesting features. Uh, a lot of the stuff we talked about last year, that what God of War did, where it's just like several kinds of colorblind mode, not just one, uh, yeah. that kind of thing. Uh, combo assists, that kind of thing. It really help you sort of just be able to just play through the game and not um, have to worry about it if, if you feel that you are not good enough or not capable of doing, you know, higher level fighting gameplay. Um, I will say Diablo 4 has a surprising amount of accessibility features. Everything from, like, control scheme stuff to different you know, also colorblind mode stuff. I will say the notch in Diablo 4's belt for this, um, and probably why it's on this list, honestly. BlizzCon, they showed off a clip of someone on Twitch who is legally blind. They cannot see. And based on the accessibility features that Blizzard offered through audio and, I think alone, audio and game feel alone through vibration and stuff... This guy beat Uber Lilith, and Uber Lilith is literally the hardest thing in the game. I cannot solo Uber Lilith, and I have eyes. This guy did it without being able to see. Well, then I think that would be a good choice enough. I mean, I don't really have experience with any of these for the accessibility settings, so... Yeah, I I don't have experience in the other games. So I don't know if that's the winner, but I I know why Diablo 4 is there. (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, Best Performance is next with Ben Starr for Final Fantasy 16. Cameron Monaghan for Jedi Survivor. Idris Elba for Cyberpunk 2077. Phantom Liberty. Melanie Liburd for Alan Wake 2. 
Neil Nuban for Baldur's Gate 3, and then Yuri Lowenthal for Marvel's Spider-Man 2. I gotta so, give it to my boy Cameron Monaghan. I mean, yeah, his performance was great in the first game, and I can only imagine that it's gotten better as he has uh, sort of delved into that character more. Um, to give sort of context to people, I, the only one I don't know who plays what is in Alan Wake 2. I haven't played Alan Wake 2, but Ben Starr, he is the main character in Final Fantasy 16. He is... Uh, gosh, I don't remember the name character's name. But he does a lot. Clive. That's his name. Sorry, Clive. Um, he does a lot of legwork. It's very good voice acting. Cameron uh, Monaghan, obviously very good. Uh, I, he does just as well in the Jedi Survivor as he does in Fallen Order. Um, Idris Elba in Cyberpunk, he's like one of the new characters, I, as I understand. I've played Cyberpunk. Um, but like I said, I don't know who uh, who uh, Melanie Liverd in Alan Wake 2 is. Not saying I don't know the actress, because, well, I don't. But, um, but I also just don't know anything about Alan Wake 2. Uh, but Neil uh, Nubon, Baldur's Gate 3, he is a Starian. He is the vampire, uh, the okay. vampire rogue voice. And Yuri uh, L- uh, Lowenthal, uh, Spider-Man 2, he plays Peter Parker. Yep. Um, I will say my pick is the Baldur's Gate 3 actor for Asterian. Asterian has some of the funniest and expressive voice acting in the game. Um, okay. there, I had to find it one time for you, Ace, but there is a really, really funny line of dialogue from him. If you kill him and resurrect him, how he gets so angry with you and fights with you and then like verbally fights with you and then yeah. just sort of like exasperated just says like next time, just warn me. Like, the voice acting in this game is phenomenal across the board. To be honest, I expected more than one nomination from that game. To be fair, though, Asterion's the best uh, as far as voice acting goes. Uh, so, yeah. Um, that That's just my thoughts on it. Uh, we'll see. I really expect Asterion to win because of how good of a performance it was. Uh, okay. But that being said, I don't know Spider-Man 2's story. I'm going to watch it. I'm not going to play it because I don't have a PlayStation anymore. I'm going to watch it at some point. Um, I mean, just based off of the trailers and sort of spoilers that I've seen discussed, uh, it does seem like we get the black suit Spider-Man, and I think it is because it is also influenced by the uh venom symbiote i think but i mean i could be completely wrong because i haven't played the game so i don't have the entire context i I, it is it is the i'm pretty sure it's the venom symbiote as well because that was teased yeah i mean i i believe that i've seen the black suit doing like the sort of symbiote attacks and i mean i've definitely seen it from obviously venom uh so in that Mm -hmm. regard i believe i remember being discussed that uh there's the obby the obvious thing similar to uh spider-man 3 of 
someone who's reluctant to give up the symbiote or the powers that come from the symbiote. So I can definitely see Yuri Lowenthal getting into some darker stuff. Darker stuff. Yes. With that sort of like addiction that comes to with the uh, Venom symbiote. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I um I definitely want to hear. Uh, I don't have any interest in cyberpunk, so I'm not going to hear that or Alan Wake. But yeah, I I, I probably will will hear this performance, mm-hmm. uh, and I already heard the other three that I talked about. So. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. Okay. So that was performance. Now we're to the last six. Uh, best audio design. So this is to explain because we're going to hear music. Best audio design is basically sound effects of the game, and and sort of like background and basically everything but the music. <laughs> um, Alan Wake Two, Dead Space, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man Two, Resident Evil Four. The only one that I can speak to is Resident Evil Four. Uh, it was good. I didn't find it phenomenal. Um, so. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm sure Dead Space has some stuff to talk about. I mean, I brought it up. <laughs> they yeah. uh, covered it in their sort of pre-launch dev diary. They really, really overhauled the audio in the game because yeah, yeah, they made it more adaptive to the specific environment and the uh, the. I guess creatures and people around you. Uh, they specifically focused on one of the more iconic scenes because it's usually included in the trailers. It's the scene of you going down that long hallway that loops around. Because yes, you've talked about this you, one before. Yeah. yeah, when you enter into that area, at first you just hear the banging right away. Well, they completely retooled it. So that as you go down that hallway and loop around, that person banging their head on the wall, the audio gradually increases. So whereas it starts off very quiet, it starts getting louder and louder. So that actually plays mm. on like the suspense a bit more. And they also do a lot more with like the worry sounds, the sort of ambient noise from just the environment and then like the the growth that is in the game too because they certainly play up a lot more on the actual sort of like fungal spreading of the just like the fleshy the fleshy crap that engulfs yeah. the innards of the ship yeah and then like when you go into like the vacuum of space like sound is a lot more muted like, mm-hmm. technically, there shouldn't be any because there isn't, like, air molecules to pass the sound through. But right. there, there is a bit, and you get, like, the audio from Isaac's helmet because there are comm systems there. But, like, yeah, yeah they definitely did a really good job with the, the audio in this game. So that would be my pick, and I would hope to see I it. Might... In, but I don't know anything about how the other games yeah. changed or expanded yeah, other... those. The other three, I have no clue. Um, I, I kind of want to check out Hi-Fi Rush to see if it's a game I would want to play because uh, mm-hmm. it's appearing on so many lists. Uh, but 
I don't know. Um, it's one of those things where it makes me curious because it pops up on so many lists. I mean, I have played games because they were on the Game Awards before. Um, and it's interesting to sort of like broaden my horizons doing that. And I'd like to see what Hi-Fi Rush is, but yeah, I have no context for it. Uh, that yeah. being said, I might be playing Dead Space at some point um, because it is on Game Pass and I can just there play you it. Go. I was like, so. Take it up. Do it. Do it. Play the game. Play the game. It's my favorite. So you got a fucking tattoo. Get it. Play it. I, I, I know it's your favorite. I know. We've been over this. Uh, All right. Best I, I did music head score. Uh, oh, hold Go on. Ahead. I did. I did completely play through Dante's Inferno again, though. Okay. Um, that game still holds up. Uh, it's mm-hmm. still fucked up. Um, <laughs> Nipple Babies is still very disturbing, but. I have not heard of or seen it, but I can only imagine. I mean, the first boss what, uh, is a giant seven circles naked of hell. Woman. So, yeah, the first ring of hell is lust, right? The first sin that you have to deal with because you're facing your your Dante, which isn't the name of the poet in the the actual poem is Dante, experiencing yeah. the, the various circles of hell. But in the game, you play as Dante, who was a crusader. And okay. did a lot of fucked up shit on the Crusades. Um, so when he gets back, he finds his betrothed dead. Uh, and then her spirit comes up. It's like, Dante, why did you betray me? Because she made a deal with the devil uh, that Dante would not betray her love. Uh, and if an innocent goes to hell or something, then the devil can come back to heaven. It is a very much Christian slash it's actually Catholic, very Catholic based game, uh, like Catholic Christian Christian stuff. Uh Uh, And I will tell you why it's Catholic uh, in nature, because you go to purgatory and there's babies there. There's babies everywhere. And those babies are fucking annoying in the game. But only Catholicism thinks that babies who are unbaptized go to hell. So, <laughs> so oh boy, it's a it's a it's a very rough game if you are uh, religious. Uh, but if you can take that stuff with a grain of salt, it is a very uh, fun uh, God of War, old God of War style sort of oh. like beat 'em up game. That aside, yeah. I, I played it because it was on Game Pass, and yeah. I finished it, and I did a holy build, and I never did a holy build. Like, it was a very short yeah. game in comparison, so. All right, yeah. so now, uh, you were saying uh, for the Best next category. score and music. Alan Wake 2, composer Petri Alanco, mm-hmm. and then Baldur's Gate 3 with composer Borislav Slav, Slavov. Sorry about butchering the names. <laughs> yeah, it's about as close uh, as I Fantasy would get. Don't 16, worry. Composer Masayoshi Soken. I find yeah, that's actually Rush. pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Audio director Suichi Kobori, and then Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, composed by Nintendo Sound Team. Wow, I haven't heard of that person before. 
That but, being said, <laughs> I, I think Tears of the Kingdom is the best one. Yeah, like, I would have to give it to them. Like, there are definitely moments in the game where they both the the impact of the moment and then the way that they implement the music to complement mm-hmm. that moment uh, definitely had me tearing up at some points. So. Oh, especially the, uh, I won't do spoilers for this, but you know, where Zelda does the thing, uh, that's a very dramatic. Oh yeah. Very dramatic thing. Very dramatic yeah. music. Um, yeah. Cause like literally like at that, I don't want to give spoilers in case people are still playing through that long and great game. Um, but I literally, when she did that, was like, is this the end of the timeline? Is this, <laughs> is this it? Like, holy cow. Okay. But yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it, I would say not to, you know, put the cart before the horse, but I would say it's definitely, actually with the game, you kind of can but anyways, I would say mm-hmm. it, for a lot of reasons, it should probably take uh, Game of the Year as well. If it doesn't oh, yeah. already we'll, we'll sweep get in there. all the other categories. But yeah, definitely yeah. for the way that they implement music and they sc- the way they score the game with it, it's top tier for me. I haven't played any of the, the other games, so I, I don't know. I could be Fair. completely wrong. But for me, just... It's yeah. it's my pick as well. I've played some of the Chef's other games. Kiss. Yeah, it's, it's it's my pick as well. Um, best art direction: um, Alan Wake Two, Hi-Fi Rush, Liza P, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and Tears of the Kingdom. For me, this is Mario Bros. Wonder, um, and that's because of the crazy, crazy, crazy stuff that they do in that game and how yeah. creatively visually interesting they make it and do things with it um mm-hmm. there are some very visually stunning levels that become way crazy better when you get that wonder flower like it's mm-hmm. just wow um i cannot speak for anything else other than tears of the kingdom and tears of the kingdom is great as well um that's just my towel in in that one. I'm I'm sure that you're on Tears of the Kingdom between what we're saying, but I think you only played Tears of the Kingdom, so I mean, again, Hi-Fi Rush being on here makes me want to check it out. I, I don't really. It looks like a comic book, which is kind of cool, but yeah, I mean, it's all over the place, so yeah, definitely seems like a worthwhile game. So probably add that to the list of. Uh, games to pick up eventually yep or on game pass if if it's not already on there when it comes out hopefully inevitably right um so the next uh the next category is one of our bit like i would say these are like the big three like the big like if you take the this is a very prestigious award i would say the best uh performance is a really prestigious one as well to be honest, but this is a really prestigious one. I think is the best narrative, basically the best story uh, of, the, of the game. Alan Wake two, Baldur's Gate three, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, specifically Phantom of Liberty. 
uh, Phantom Liberty. This is the expansion. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 and Marvel Spider-Man 2. I have finished two of these games. I'm interested in seeing a third. Uh, Alan Wake and Cyberpunk, I don't care. I'm sorry. They, they might be really good to other people. I just don't care. Um, between what's here on the list, I think Baldur's Gate 3 is the winner. Uh, Baldur's Gate also has multiple choices in the storyline, uh, which makes it even more complex that they pulled it off pretty well. Um, Final Fantasy 16 is amazing and kind of falls flat at the end. I'm not going to lie. Like... <laughs> Um, that's also because it has, uh, the story actually kind of ends in a very unsatisfactory place. Um, but it's supposed to have an expansion to alleviate that. Uh, and they said that on launch. However, that doesn't change the fact that it falls flat, uh, because it's essentially not finished. And this is where we're voting at it now, not with the expansion. So... I'm going to say Baldur's Gate 3 for me. Yeah. I mean, probably I will tip the hat, though, to Spider-Man 2, because, I mean... I'm definitely with, interested in it. With the way that yeah. they handled the story in the first game, I can only imagine that they did... And well, Miles Morales. With... The, the first two yeah. games. Yeah. yeah. Both, both stories both are amazing. I didn't platinum the first game, but I platinum Miles Morales, so... I'm the other way around. I platinumed uh... the first game, but not Miles Morales. (laughs) Yeah, I can only imagine that they married the two together pretty well and then uh, improved upon the systems. I mean, I've seen a lot of people playing the... With the the movement of the game, uh, traversing the game in the most boring way possible of just slingshotting and using the... uh, the, uh, web wing suit to fly around and I'm like the whole point of Spider-Man is to fucking swing around why are you flying everywhere mm-hmm. this becomes the freaking Iron Man game or whatever yeah but anyways next up is game direction best game direction with Alan Wake 2 Baldur's Gate 3 Marvel Spider-Man 2 Super Mario Bros. Wonder and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, I mean, I'll leave it to you because you already know what I'm going to say. Uh, you're going to say Tears of the Kingdom. And unfortunately, I disagree with that one. And uh, the reason being is a lot of the direction that they took away from Breath of the Wild is stuff I didn't like. Uh, so the weapon combining system like that like I didn't like that. Um, I I only you don't like making super long dumbass sticks. No, I don't. I really don't. Um, so I preferred funny. I preferred finding my weapons, um, and them just being okay. I get why they did it in the story, and it was like a night a, a good way to tie in the story to a mechanic. I'm not saying it's bad i don't like it there's a difference <laughs> like 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 it just i don't there was that kind of stuff annoyed me with the game you don't uh, however like putting a mushroom on the end of your weapon and having the finishing move sending the enemy flying you don't enjoy funny. that funny <laughs> it's funny but no in general no um because you, you you end up having to craft everything, and I hate having to craft everything. You know what I mean? Like, 
we t- we've tied a couple episodes on this. I hate like half-assed crafting and crafting in games, and this is exactly what that mechanic is. You're you're crafting your weapon to make it better, and I was just like. Why? Why, Zelda? You didn't have to do this. You didn't have to take this dark path. Please, stop. Um, but that's like oh, a me annoyance thing. It's a me annoyance <laughs> thing. Not a, not a, not saying it's bad. It's just something that I personally don't like. Um, this is a tough one because this, this category doesn't necessarily mean it's the best game, but it's the, the best sort of like the way they creatively did things with the game to make it interesting to play, I would say. Um, It's a big toss-up between, for me, between Mario Wonder and Baldur's Gate 3. Because Baldur's Mm -hmm. Gate 3, while it is based on 5th edition D&D rules, it fixes issues with 5th edition rules that made it more clunky, slower, and a little unfun to do something like this. They sped it up. They fixed things. They made it. They made the combat system far more interesting than I would have given a credit for when it said based on fifth edition D and um, They explain the mechanics very well just through visual design. You do not have to read the Dungeons and Dragons manual to understand what you are doing. Like, and. Because, like, everyone kind of forgets this. This is an official D&D game that is using the official D&D 5th fifth fifth edition rules. Well, like I said, it's a modified version of those rules, but it's good. Um, Super Mario Bros. Wonder plays like a normal 2D Mario game mm-hmm. until you hit a flower. Not every flower changes how you play, but some radically do. Some very much do. And I will say, if you are into execution of doing a platformer at a high difficulty level, do the bonus world. Holy cow. I lost probably upwards of 60 lives on that final challenge. I had to go and buy 99 lives. Now, that being said... So I actually had to farm purple coins. I had to play a level over and over and over again to get enough purple coins so I could get through this gauntlet of a last level. Um, Like it was, and the innovation there was how much the platforming changed between the sections of this stage too. Because not only was the gameplay modified by the flowers, there's also these badges that change how Mario acts and does things. One time you have a parachute. The other time you run incredibly fast and you can jump in the middle of falling. Another time you can do a spin jump in the middle of the air to get you some extra height and distance. It's And that level is just a gauntlet of all of those in the most difficult ways. So they, they, if you want to see uh, innovation in how to play Mario... Uh, and how they did it in a single game, and then there's just there's a level level that literally showcases all of it. That's that's where it sits for me. So I'm not going to really pick one. I'm going to say it's between those two for me. I think both of them are solid entries. I don't know how Spider-Man Two innovates. Probably the web slant, web slinging, and something to do with flashlights and Alan Wake Two. I don't know. I don't know. 
And I will say this, uh, Breath of the Wild, uh, not Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, I get get the two mixed up so much. Tears of the Kingdom does have some innovations that are really cool and fun. I just don't like the weapon combining system. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I think it was maybe Aaron from Game Grumps who said it, but uh, Tears of the Kingdom, they like achieve some, not just like with like the story, the music and, and whatnot, but like graphically too like they seemingly overhauled a lot of the systems because the way oh, it yeah. looks now compared to the original game he said uh and i kind of agree with it too is that tears of the kingdom makes breath of the wild look almost like the tech demo yeah because yeah the the way that the shading with like the environments with the grass and like the trees and all that like it looks so much more realized than in with, Breath of with the Wild. S- with essentially the same hardware. We've had a little yeah. bit of updates since, but yeah, essentially yeah. the same hardware. That's the craziest thing, too, because it's mm-hmm. largely the same same map, but now with uh, verticality and subterranean areas added to it. And yep. they didn't just copy-paste like other lazy game studios would do. They improved and expanded so i gotta give them hats off for that so that's another contributor reason why that would be my pick sure okay well um and i I won't argue against you on 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 facts like that like it's just that's a very tough category um and that's why I, i couldn't even pick between the two that i that i felt and the only reason why Tears of the Kingdom doesn't stack up to those other two for me because I have a single complaint. Other than that, everything else is great for me in that game. Yeah. Um, so do you want to do Game of the Year? Sure, why not? I mean, we've got Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel's Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. So I mean, here's the kingdom for really, Yeah, you don't really have to assume too much there. Oh yeah, and you know what? I don't blame you for that. Tears of the Kingdom is an amazing game. Um, I will say this: I'm not going to talk about my game of the year list until we get there in January. But. Mm-hmm. Um, of this list my favorite game my number one is not on this list but I have both Baldur's Gate uh, no not both I have Baldur's Gate Mario Wonder and Tears of the Kingdom on that list I may even have Resident Evil 4 I do not I do not um, but it was on there at some point, but it got kicked off by other stuff. I've been completing games like crazy this past couple months again. Um, mm-hmm. seems like anytime we're getting close to the end of the year, I start just completing games like rapid fire. Um, maybe cause it's just, I built them up and half finished them and then I finished them all at once apparently. Um, but, uh, I think Baldur's gate for me takes it over tears of the kingdom. Um, <laughs> based on various 
things. Um, yeah, I just I think Baldur's Gate for me is just my winner. But honestly, if I'm going to say what I'm rooting for, it's Tears of the Kingdom. Um, yeah, I think I, mean. I think that game deserves it. Um, it is amazing. It is absolutely amazing. It is. It's weird for me to be like, I like this game more, but I want this one to win because my own game list, my own game list puts Baldur's Gate 3 above Tears of the Kingdom. However, Baldur's Gate 3 isn't perfect. You know what I mean? And, And everyone's acting like it's perfect. And it really isn't. Like I had much more bugs in Baldur's Gate 3 that bothered me than Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Like, if you remember, I was specifically going for a specific romance that actually just didn't do certain things, and it was buggy. Uh, after we fixed it. Um, it's just... I, I almost, almost want to put Baldur's Gate lower on the list because of that. But to be on being honest with myself and my enjoyment, I enjoyed Baldur's Gate 3 more than Tears of the Kingdom. But yeah. and it's not that one thing about Tears of the Kingdom that's holding it back. It was just my experience playing the game and yada yada. It really got me into this big D&D kick. I didn't get to play D&D it was still, but you know like <laughs> yeah. like it did a lot of inspiration and other things of the uh, uh, for me. And while I loved my experience with Tears of the Kingdom, that was it. It was a very insular experience, whereas Baldur's Gate 3 wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, it was right. it was a larger experience for me. So, I think I want Tears of the Kingdom to win. But my personal pick is, is Baldur's Gate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my pick is obviously Tears of the Kingdom. And I think it's probably more than likely going to win just because so many Mm -hmm. people have such love for the series and for the game in general um Mm -hmm. i mean they did a lot of great work with the systems in the game for combat inventory uh the mechanics that they changed up with uh ultra hand the uh the time reversal uh oh it's one of the other i haven't played it so Mm. or some of the other ones i don't remember but a lot a lot of great improvements to the game and then the story was just beautiful in my opinion so yeah it was it very much was and uh even seeing it out of order like i did it still was interesting. I will say... Oh, and, go ahead. And plus just the the freaking voice acting in the game, too. My, I gotta give it to my man, Matt Mercer. He knocked it out of the park with his version of Ganondorf. Oh, yeah. And now it is a creepy Ganondorf at times. Like, <laughs> his, mean, his people too were wide of a smile. villain smile, yeah. Yeah, his way too wide of a smile. <laughs> oh, he was he was giving the Joker a run for his money at one point. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, and yeah, ew, menacing. <laughs> um, 
And I will say I have always liked the actress who portrayed Zelda uh, in Tears of the Kingdom, Age of Calamity, which she also does, and then this one. Uh, Did I say Tears of the Kingdom first? I meant Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, gosh, I told you, I mix them up so much, those two names. (laughs) Because we called it Breath of the uh, Wild 2 for so long. Yeah, and then whoever does the uh, grunting and chatting for... Link. Yeah. That's always Yeah. That's always fun. Always fun. Um to be honest, I'd I'd rather hear Link talk at this point. I don't yeah. care that he, he's silent. I don't that doesn't add anything to Link for me. I would rather him talk. because uh, yeah. I mean in the because was it in the first game or did they reference it in the in uh, Age of Calamity that he's taken a vow of silence. I'm like, surely that's got to be over by now in the second game. (laughs) They might have done it in Hyrule Warriors. They might have done it because that was a little like the Silent Knight. I think they called him something like that in Hyrule Warriors. The the first... Yeah. Otherwise, I think it might have been in one of Zelda's diary entries and Sure. Uh, Breath of the Wild. I know that it's specifically mentioned in one of the games. Okay. Maybe I just didn't see that. Because you know me. Sometimes I just skip through story stuff if I'm being impatient. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I'm very much the uh, story and lore person. Yeah. I mean, I can be. It's depending on the game. Right? Like, I, I like Zelda quite fine. I just don't. I'm not super invested in the lore of Zelda as I am with something like Diablo or mm. Doom. Like one of my big hit series. Monster Hunter, I'm not really super invested in the story of the lore. Um, but then again, there's not a lot there. And I know about it. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not going to sit there and read everything. I'm just not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in that game. That's fair. Um, so th- so th- you're ahead of me on the lore on Monster Hunter. And that's fine. Um, but yeah, like the, the, a lot of my other series I do, I, I mean, Diablo specifically, I am invested because of the lore and the story specifically. So, I mean, also the gameplay and the loot. I mean, I can't deny that. That's why I like playing the games. Um, but I'm, I am much more excited about the lore and the story, I would say. So, yeah. Um, and that's it. That, you know, we, we went through all the nominations and stuff. I think there are some definite snubs for Diablo 4 specifically. Uh, I think, uh, I don't know what the reasoning for that is. And the one that irks me the most, uh, I don't really, the RPG one is fine. Um, but the the one that irks me is the community uh, award because they have done so much to be very transparent and very open and very communicative with the community specifically. Yeah. And that, that I, I don't know. I don't understand how it was missed uh, mm-hmm. from that category, but yeah, I, I saw you sent me a couple videos. Uh, yep. Uh, I will be checking those out probably. Um, so anything else to add to our game award nomination stuff? It's going to be a couple weeks before these actually air. 
Um, so, you know, it's not like next week we're going to talk about the results because it's not next week. It's two weeks from now, I think. Uh, I mean, you did uh, sort of three mention weeks the now. idea of categories we think should be added. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And I get that. I get that the Game Awards is supposed to be... Uh, serious? Serious, and I was also going to say positive, but I think positive. there certainly needs to be either a foil to the show, or there needs to be a, uh, I guess, admittance for it. There needs to be uh-huh. uh, a... Uh, room for improvement and or uh biggest disappointment category because i don't know if you've seen the clips you probably haven't but there's clips that have been popping up on my feed and they're both interesting and hilarious and mind-boggling uh the walking dead destinies game has come out it is a 50 dollar game and uh-huh. it is bonkers so to give you an idea it's like is this a, like a ride to hell situation maybe kind of okay, okay i mean at least <laughs> to its credit at least ride of hell had actual animated cinematic sequences for uh like important scenes so the whole the whole premise of walking dead destinies is essentially what if a or b didn't happen in the tv show and Mm -hmm. instead this happened so there's a lot of like exploration of like if certain characters had died i mean if characters made different choices it's a different concept that's interesting at least yeah so in some ways it's similar to uh, the Telltale games, where it's like a decision-based game, but the execution is where it falls onto the floor, where it oh. drops the eggs out of the carton, uh, because with those serious scenes that are supposed to like be pivotal moments, instead of animating them, they have stills of the scene. Oh, so instead of having the animated scene so that they can have the characters properly convey like their expressions and emotions and stuff like that, it's just stills. And then on top of that, the yeah, that's animations and the graphics aren't very good. And the voice acting is not great because they're essentially trying to emulate the actual characters from the tv show without being the actors so it's essentially like that thing of mom we want rick grimes we have rick grimes at home or like you're asking you're asking for pepsi and instead you get rc cola so that kind of thing it's like a substitution. Mm-hmm. Like, it's oh. close with a lot of them, but it's just not there. Did and I then... ever tell? Did I ever tell you about the RC Cola 
uh, incident at our D&D game? No. So I don't think. When I was in high school, we did we did these D&D thing every Friday night. We would play D&D like it was from mm-hmm. like when I was 13 to when I moved out at 21. Um, so it was like a staple for us to do D&D and we would always have pop and everything. And my friend uh, Matt was a has always been sort of like a connoisseur of certain things like he's very particular about his tastes and he wasn't a fan of RC Cola but you know at what this point in time mom and dad weren't super high up on fun so the pop quality went down that we had so we went from coke and pepsi to stuff like RC Cola um here's he takes a RC Cola and he knows it's not going to be this good right so he drinks it and he goes like a, like a Coke commercial where you do like that exaggerated, like, ah, uh-huh. like that. He's like, ah, taste the bargain. <laughs> nice. Nice. But yeah. Uh, so w- besides the uh, diet voice acting, then the combat and the gunplay is also just as bananas because one thing so far because i think it like just came out within the last couple of days too uh they don't have any realism with the combat and the gunplay because one of the pivotal scenes in the early parts of the show was in season two where like the growing disdain the growing feud between shane and rick boils over and uh they get into a fight because they're trying to decide what to do with a prisoner but mm. that is also sort of ancillary to the oh, the real problem of Shane wants to be with Laurie and Carl and doesn't want Rick there because they had formed a bond when the uh, apocalypse started and they get into a fight and it's essentially like a, a stalemate and then it becomes Uh, Rick nearly leaving Shane for dead, but then they save him. Well, in this, uh, it's like a full... I haven't seen if it's like if you lose playing as Shane, then you die, or if it's just the same outcome as the show. Uh, But in it, uh, you're fighting against Rick as Shane. Both of you have guns. Rick's got his Colt Python, which is Mm -hmm. a revolver. And Shane's got a shotgun, his signature weapon from the show, a pump action shotgun. And Mm -hmm. you can literally shoot Rick in the face with the shotgun. And it's not a one shot. People have literally said Rick is chewing up them rounds because people will literally just pump it as he's sort of like stun locked by it until you have to like fully reload the weapon. And oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That is like one of my pet peeves in games where it's just like, right. and then there are uh, other clips bullet of, sponges uh, for enemies that don't make sense to be bullet sponges like humans. Yeah, and then, like, and then also, uh, then on the 
inverse of that is playing Azric using the Colt Python, which is a six-shot revolver, and then firing more than six shots at walkers before having to reload. I didn't mm. see the exact count, but it was sure as hell over six shots. <laughs> and it's just like, can we not do, like, the bare minimum? Like, yeah, I get that Jeez. you likely didn't have the budget to get Andrew Lincoln, to get John Bernthal, to get Jeffrey Dean Morgan, uh, Stephen Young, uh, Michael Rooker, uh, Lauren Cohen, all the actors that have been in the show throughout the throughout the many years that it was in in uh, right. circulation in active production, or at least for the main series, because there's also Fear the Walking Dead, and then Dead City, which is Maggie and Negan, and then Daryl Dixon, and the upcoming uh, The Ones Who Live, I think is what it's called, with mm. uh, focused on Rick and Michonne. Uh, but, like, you could at least, at very least, take the gunplay and the combat a bit more serious and make it a bit more realistic. It doesn't have to be this freaking goofy ass thing that takes away from the game. Mm -hmm. Like, you're. It's absolutely inspired by the show. And the show, to its credit, is very realistic. Like. Mm -hmm. There, there isn't, there aren't people taking shotgun rounds to the head. No, because no one would believe it, right? The, like, yeah. That, the, the and one... that's the problem is like, it, they're like, oh, it's a video game. It doesn't matter. Like, no, that's still, that's still believable or not believable. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. The, uh, the one time that the gunplay was called into question in the show was in the uh i believe it was the season finale of season two when the the farm is overrun and herschel is uh mowing down walkers with a shotgun uh mm. people have called it the he, that he was using the infinite ammo uh mm. code but i think it's more likely just that we weren't shown the process of him reloading because that's not necessarily something that's needed. Interesting. Because oh, yeah. it's because it kind of takes away from the action. I think it if they do it right, it would be good to implement because it would uh, add to the randomness of the scene because yeah, yeah. farm is being overrun. But like that's only season two of the show. Yeah. Like with with initial shows, especially Walking Dead, because it started out with six episodes and then ballooned to in the 15th, in the, yeah, fifth, or no, ninth, ninth season, having, uh, like, 26 episodes, I think? Yeah, it used to be a normal so, show run. Because it used to be 13, have a winter break, sort of like holiday break, and then come back in January for another 13. That's the way that mm -hmm. shows traditionally used to run. So 26 is actually a very average network tv number well no i think it was averaging like 12 
12 or 13 episodes a season or something like that. And then with I'm just the, saying final, in... the final, final season, it ballooned to like 26. Like it had. Yeah, I'm just saying 26 makes sense in the sense of normal mm-hmm. TV. Um, not saying it made sense for the show. Um, Cause it sounds to me like it aired through half of a television quote unquote season. Right. Yeah. Which would have been 13 uh, mm-hmm. to 12, depending on, you know, what the storyline uh, asked yeah, for. I think, I think there, there should be a, a foil to uh, the game awards sort of like having a, a Razzie's version of the video game awards, like uh, just for fun. I see where you're coming from and it's very much on brand for you because you do like those kind of things. However, I do think they purposely try to be positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, they do like the thing you posted. Uh, they do talk about the, the tough things at times with the layoffs and whatnot. I mean, you, you posted that in our discord chat. Um, and then it was like, holy crap. And then everyone realized that article was for 2014 and not this year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a pretty funny one. I was like, hold on. It says 2014. And I was like, oh, okay. Still yeah, just no. as relevant. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Listeners, if you don't know, the uh, harddrive.net years ago had an article. Uh, I think it was specifically titled Jeff Keighley announces new new uh category best layoffs award yeah, yeah, yeah and i was like i was feeling spicy so i posted that to the discord and i was like this is still just as relevant as ever especially yeah, with yeah. like sony having a bunch of layoffs which is highly unfortunate um yeah yeah and it's 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 always it's always some stupid decision they made that affects the people that worked on stuff. And then those are the people who get fired and not the people who made those stupid. It's so aggravating. I mean, um, maybe if they'd, uh, put more money into, um, employing more people or expanding pay and benefits for the people that are there instead of mass producing a, uh, handheld peripheral that no one asked, but, but, Here's the problem. Here's here's the problem. Paying p- people more is more overhead, and above all th- everything else, they want to get rid of overhead. So when shit goes south, first thing they do is get rid of overhead, which is people, which is the it's so short sighted and dumb, but it happens with nearly all businesses and industries. Like Mm -hmm. this is, we talk about it in the gaming community a lot. Like this is terrible. You don't understand. And yeah, maybe game devs don't have the same job security that maybe software developers do in a similar field in the industry, but that's not exclusive to the game industry of how just greedy their bosses are and that kind of thing. Like, you don't hear about McDonald's laying people off because who cares about a cashier getting fired, right? Mm-hmm. They probably they probably did something wrong. They probably flipped off seven customers and said, eat my dick. Like, I don't, you know, like, <laughs> like it's, it's an or, industry. Or more than wrong. likely they 
finally got fed up and fought back against someone abusing them. There have been a lot yeah, of or, those or, videos popping up lately that I've seen. Or that, um, yeah, supposedly, and I say this supposedly because um, I've never heard of this happening. Um, supposedly, my cousin who works at a KFC, which is part of the Yum Corporation, hasn't been paid in two months. Now, to me, that sounds crazy. Um, and supposedly she's talked to like the owners and the district managers and yada, yada, yada. I just don't believe her. That's too far fetched for me to, to, to have a big corporation like that, not pay you. Like it's just, I I mean, I will say in our city, uh, one of the locations that was partnered with, or it was, uh, a combo location with mm-hmm. uh, KFC and Long John Silvers. That one closed down, and there hasn't been a replacement one on this side of town. And then the one on the other sound, other side of town, has consistently had uh, staffing issues. It seems like yeah. they might have finally gotten it taken care of, but they seem to also now be having sort of semi-regular inventory management issues. Uh, I don't... I mean, granted, when I worked for Long John Silver's, this was well over 10 years ago, right? We're (laughs) well past 10 years ago. Um, We're not to 20 years, but we're getting there. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just insane to me that they would have not paid employees and she's saying they're not getting paid and I'm not sure I can believe her but um I mean it's a little I more complicated more to believe her being the worker that is often affected by mismanagement and decisions from the top and I mean yes but I don't want to talk about it on the show, but there is also reason to not believe her for said things. Um, cause well, that's this fine is too. The, this is affecting my grandmother more so than anyone. Uh, mm-hmm. cause she lives with my grandmother now. So, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking she's just blowing her money somewhere else and using mm-hmm. that as an excuse. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm just coming from my normal, uh, sort of soapboxy position that I often take despite us yeah, not yeah. being like a not supposed to be a soapboxy political <laughs> podcast we're, but we're not we really but I don't want to I don't want to entirely limit you on that like you can it comes through we've, we've done political episodes occasionally but like mm-hmm. I just I don't know I don't want to be here sitting reporting on how Trump fucked up today. Like, I just don't, I don't have enough energy for that (laughs) or Biden or anyone. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not that invested. I'm really not. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's certainly a lot to say about both, but we won't get into that. No, no, Um, we're, we're good. I think, uh, an interesting category that they could introduce 
would be uh, best peripheral or uh, technological in our, what is it called? Not advancements. There's another word that I'm thinking of, but like. Okay. Best new device. Maybe? Best new device, best innovation in technology. I think innovation was the word that I was looking for. Sure. Okay. I think that would be a interesting thing because I mean, I don't think that a devs either on the games themselves or with the hardware get nearly enough recognition. No, that's that's true. Yeah, we don't hear anything about hardware developers. We we hear about software developers for sure, but we don't hear about people who really button down the hardware. Uh, mm -hmm. Sometimes you do, like if it's pretty monumental, like you hear about, oh, this is the guy that created like the internal battery for like uh, Game Boy Color games or something. Like I've actually mm -hmm. heard something about some of those. Uh, but other than that, no, like I, it's very rare to hear about hardware. My, uh, my cat is being super lovey cause I was again, gone all day. Mm -hmm. Oh, I heard a little bit of the purring there. Yeah. I mean, you saw Cappuccino earlier. She was coming up and getting some attention as she yeah. is, uh, definitely getting less than she used to before, uh, someone arrived a year and a month ago. Good old Jirachi. He's uh he's a lot more lovey than he wants to admit. But he's a mm -hmm. cat. So Yeah. Um I don't know. I, I don't I can't really think personally of any categories that I would want to add. Um I'm okay with what they do. I think one of my favorite categories is the games for impact. Um because you could really hear you know, the great stories and just of why people did what they did. Um, I think that, I think we could possibly, one thing that, that I don't want to discredit the esports stuff that is important for a very different section of gaming. Um, but, you know, obviously we don't care about that stuff. We don't get into that stuff. I used to care. I used to care about League of Legends specifically. I used to watch the League of Legends Championship um, Cup. Uh, I think I watched like season three through season six. Um, even when I wasn't playing the game anymore, because it's just interesting to me uh, at the time. Uh, now I, it's too much to keep up on. Like I would rather just A, play games and B, listen to sh shows or something instead of watching the world cup finals, which I mean, don't get me wrong. They're interesting when they are, but like, I, I want to expand my horizons, not know about league of legends specifically. You know what I mean? Like I've been there, done that. I don't really need to, I'm not super involved in the game. So why am I still watching it is kind of the, where it went. Um, right. So I, I guess the esports stuff, I, I feel like there's a lot to do with esports. But I understand why, because there are players, there are coaches, they are different things. Like so, we we do maybe want to hear about that. Maybe not the best esports event, 
like that category is kind of like really like maybe best esports game this year is fine but like having both the event and the year i understand these events are you know not easy to deal with and there could be some hype moments like you know there's there's you know my friend jared was talking about there was a certain evo moment uh from street fighter that was like the street fighter grand finals like the best moment in that maybe we could do like best esports moment versus like event or i i don't i don't know yeah yeah i i don't i I just it feels someone who's not super involved in the esports stuff anymore um not that i ever was a player or anything just i just my interest in it waned uh it just doesn't yeah. it seems like too much you know what i mean like it seems like there's just a little too much on that category um content creator of the year that's hit or miss for me um this year we didn't know anybody um yeah. but to me that feels just like a popularity contest um somewhat yeah and it's it's kind of weird how some of the people who have won those are like really just shitty people sometimes like um boogie <laughs> uh yeah he won like in 2015 or something uh Ooh. yeah i didn't know uh, that. that's that's doctor doctor disrespect also won at some point um <laughs> oh boy yeah like like really <laughs> You know, at the time, you know, the stuff with Boogie wasn't that, you know what I mean? We didn't know about that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't know how bad he he was at, at in general. Um, have you seen all the stuff that's going on now? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to make a show about how people on YouTube are terrible, but, like, specific people, not people in general, but like specific, I don't want to make a show out of that, but, but it's definitely interesting at times. Um, so like, I don't, I don't know. Like there's, there's some categories that I just don't care about. One thing that I do want to see just for the show in general, stop doing awards off camera and then coming back from a commercial break and just saying what the winner is. I feel like, they did. They do it often with RPG. They do it with. They do it. Did it with the esports stuff. As much as I'm complaining about the esports stuff, if you're going to have an award in the category, please actually do something for it. I understand why we give certain awards a little more focus, right? And that's okay. They have a longer runtime. We pan the camera at the different nominees. Best performance is a big one that they do this at game of the year. Of course, game of the year is always the big one at the end with the whole orchestra playing the medley of all the different songs. Um, which I am excited to hear this one because just the Mario and Zelda mix is going to be good this year. Like let alone Spider-Man and resident evils on there and Alan Wake. I don't even know what Alan Wake music is. No idea. Never heard it. Um, but it's a horror mo- game, isn't it? So I probably yeah, it's it's a, a lot of like if not horror, it's a thriller. Violence. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
I'm sure I'm sure that the I love the concert. I'm, I'm very much into classical music when it's uh, contemporary classical. I'm not into Beethoven, please no. But you know, like I, I cla- you know, classical in- orchestration. They're orchestrates. Yeah. There you go. Damn, my brain is fried today, man. Um, so yeah, like I, I so I, I definitely want to see some improvements with the show of like just giving better focus on the awards as well because that is the big part of this is a, you know actually recognizing the people who did the work, right? Uh, and they don't always get that through. Nintendo is really bad about not showing the people who did it more so just publishers and directors uh, getting stuff instead of Nintendo's always there, but it's like Miyamoto and not saying Miyamoto didn't have a hand or deserves an award. However, um, it's, you're not hearing about, you know, the dev team or stuff like that as, as often sometimes with Nintendo, where sometimes you see that with other other companies, Uh, especially they, they, for the, what the song for breath of the wild yeah they nintendo sound nintendo team sound team and it's like uh okay do you not like have a head composer they do but I, they might have multiple composers for the game too yeah um which i would just list all of them like i don't but then again i think you know they get nominated and they say, Hey, who did this? And then Nintendo breaks back sound team. Like, I think that's on Nintendo. (laughs) Um, is my, is my thought at least. Um, but yeah, so I'm always excited for the game awards. I'm going to be watching them. Uh, I actually going to have someone over. We're going to watch it together. So it's, it's going to be fun. And, uh, yeah, we're, I'm looking forward to it. Um, and then I guess we'll report on that. I think it's three weeks from now. Actually, I don't think it's two. I think it's three weeks. Cause no, I don't. My brain's all messed up on this. No, cause like yeah, cause like the the Thursday Thanksgiving. The Thursday after that is the thirtieth. So like, and then the next Thursday is the seventh. So yeah, it's three weeks from now. Ish. So two weeks from Thanksgiving. <laughs> but our recording of this episode is going to be three weeks from now. So yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, anything else to add tonight, Ace? Not really. I mean, okay. pretty much covered it all. We'll uh, we'll wrap it up. So thanks everyone for listening. Uh, be sure to join the Discord uh, at Hunter Sub Pod on Twitter at Ace Badger Gaming also on Twitter, and uh, we'll see you next time where we talk about something else. We I don't know what we're gonna get into, but we're gonna get into something. Uh, also, maybe just talk about Thanksgiving because it'll be right after Thanksgiving next time. So. Who knows? Maybe it's all the Black Friday deals. What did you get? What did you get? Maybe. I don't know. I don't plan to do a lot of Black Friday shopping. We'll see. Alrighty. Good night. Bye-bye.